I'll just jump straight into it. Um, I was looking on your Instagram, like you've a fucking rake of stuff up there. Like you've obviously been at this most of your life. Like every second post is cycling, and it's it's not like what I wanted to ask was like when you did the Ironman. I'm not sure how many of you. I actually don't know anything about you. How much? Can yeah. you just actually explain what kind of stuff you've done, actually? Yeah, sure. Um, I've done I've done five Ironmans. Um, but we'll say I was I've been I've been at triathlon since 2010. So, geez, 13 years now. Like, um, well, how I my first Ironman was in 2013, but then I didn't do I didn't do an Ironman then from 2013 till 2018. Then, and I did two in 2018. Um, I did one in 2019, and then I did one in 2022. So five Ironmans, but I've been at triathlon since 2010, so 13, 13 odd years. Jesus. So you've obviously like kind of a bit of experience with that kind yeah. of physical hardship, like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like I suppose, like when I started into them, I wasn't I'm sure I wasn't fit. I wasn't anything. Like I was just chancing my arm. Like I did kind of, I was working away from home, and I was just bored in the evenings, like and. You know, just living unhealthily and that kind of thing, and yeah. just went out running just to pass the time, really more than that, and get myself away from the TV and the PlayStation. That like, you know, so that's kind of how it started. Uh, and then I just, I literally, my first triathlon was a sprint triathlon in 2010. That was, that was my, that was my Ironman back then. Like, you know, it was, and even just getting to the end of that, like, was you know, an ordeal. Um, so like, I suppose just for context, the sprint triathlon is probably the shortest one you can do. So it's like a it's 750 meter swim, 20k bike, 5k run. And that's kind of the one that would be the most common in Ireland. Like um, throughout the summer, like the most races you do, you'd see would be sprint triathlon. Right. So that was kind of, that's where I started uh, in 2010. 2011, then I, I moved up to the Olympic distance, which is kind of double everything in the sprint. Um, so it's like 1500 meter swim, 40k bike, 10k run. Um, and then it was 2012 then when I did a half Ironman so I kind of it moved along gradually you know like I didn't just jump straight into an Ironman and, and start at that like it was it was definitely it was a slow slow build up to it yeah because I um, yeah it, I, I imagine it would be fairly tough just to jump straight in from like couch to Ironman like it's not really yeah. not something yeah. you hear too often like no and actually you'd find it with fellas or, or um, people you see doing it is that they they jump straight into the Ironman and then actually get burnt out very quickly like you know it's kind of you're going from nothing to a really high level of training and racing required like and that's just it's it's a big shock to the system you know and you see people getting injuries that kind of thing like you know but doing it that way yeah and when when you started like when you like even you did the like the very first um the sprint triathlon that you did like was it it's it's still it's still fairly fucking difficult. I'm guessing it's still not a walk in the park. Like, but oh. but to go from just probably not doing a whole lot. Like, was it the first few weeks of that? I'm assuming is probably where the most torture is in it because you're yeah. just trying to adapt yourself to it. Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose and because it's your first one and you're you're starting out, you you're kind of a bit clueless of what to do. Like, you know, so you're kind of just chancing your arm and you're going out and you're training, you're probably not training right. And you're probably overtraining or, you know, you're not training enough and you're not doing enough of the right things. and You're doing a lot of the wrong things. So like, there's an element of, there's definitely, you're not helping yourself either. Like at the start, like, you know, but I suppose a lot of it's just trial and error and you do learn, you learn from your mistakes more than you learn from the, the positives, you know? Yeah. And, um, 
the the you you you're kind of predominantly a cyclist are you or is it you kind of just do everything all together or do you I just I would I would actually just train for triathlon altogether. Um like that's just kind of the sport I would do. Like I won't I wouldn't do cycling on its own uh, or as we say race cycle racing or anything like that. But just because cycling takes up the most time in a race and takes up the most time to train, you'd be doing mostly cycling like well as in more so than running or swimming, you'd be doing it. But like I don't, I haven't come from a cycling background or anything like that. Like I actually, when I was in school, I did a bit of swimming. All right, like I would have swam kind of competitively in school. Um, so that's where my background would have been at the start. But definitely now, most of the most of what I do is cycling. It's just because it takes the most time to do it. Like you know, and the race in the race, then it's the biggest portion of the race. So just kind of you where you have where you have to sink most of your time into. And um, what do you think is like the toughest out? Of, like, which one do you dislike the most out of the three of them? Actually, ironically, it's gone full circle now. I actually don't like the swimming the most now. Yeah. Uh, swimming is a funny one because like there's a bit of a crossover between running and cycling. Like we say, you know, you're using your legs, and there's a kind of um, there's an aerobic kind of um crossover between them. Like whereas swimming then is totally different. Like you know, it's it's more kind of technique based, and um, it's just your your arms and your body and stuff like. So it's kind of a it's the one that's most different from the other two. Um, so it's definitely swimming is the one I, I, I like the least. And, and of course, swimming then you see, because when you're training, swimming, you're training in the pool mostly or whatever. So you're you're really on your own. Like you can't talk to anyone when you're swimming or whatever. You know, you can go for a cycle with someone. You can go for a run with someone and chat or whatever. And there's a social side to it. But with the swimming, you're literally, your head down looking at the pool going up and down. Like, so it can be fairly, it can be a bit monotonous that way. So yeah. definitely the swimming is the toughest, I think, anyway, for me nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose, look, there's all, they all have their own individual, like, I wouldn't do a whole lot of swimming, but I just know from the running and the cycling, there's neither of them you'd really sign up, like, they're both fucking tough, but they definitely, yeah, yeah. they kind of do you in different ways. Like, the cycling, I always notice, is just, like, your quads and your cat, well, maybe yeah, not so much yeah. your calves, but your quads, definitely, which you know more than me, obviously, like, you've done a lot more cycling, I've only done bits, like. And, yeah. but doing the run it just harms you in different ways like the, just the run just gets into your lungs and you just feel like your whole body is shutting down i know it's um running running is tough like and it's it's hard on the body as well like you know there's that constant pounding on the on the legs and that like that just does no let up from it like whereas the cycling like it's easier on the body that way isn't that like it's not as physically hard on it but then just you have long hours of it like you know and like you said your quads and your that kind of thing like are, are burning a bit more it's kind of more of a kind of a muscle strain on your muscles rather than a strain on your body will say you know it's the, the running is more physically demanding um but none of them are easy like you know and then we say the cycling because it's such a long part of the events i do you can you'll have to go off and you'll be doing five and six hour cycles like so that you have the mental side of that like then you know of just you know that length starting off on that length of a cycle and doing that long a cycle it, it can be it can be hard on the head like you know if you're whatever you're 90 100k from home like and you know other way of getting home only other than cycling yeah yeah you play with the mind a bit you know yeah oh geez i'd say so yeah so like what stages does it go through like i'm assuming after like like after what stage are you like absolutely fucked and you're just not able to do anymore you just have to keep going like um i suppose like realistically on the on, with, with the iron man you're kind of trying to pace it so that you delay that that um that point as far as you can but I think once you get to about 120 to 140k on the cycle in an Ironman, you're just, you know, then that you're just, you feel you're physically drained, you're physically drained, you're tired, your muscles are sore or whatever, like, and you're just, you're trying to just push through 
and keep out of your mind that you still have a margin to do after like you know so it's kind of you're kind of just trying to break it down into bits and just do bit by bit and just knock off 10k or get to the next aid station or whatever like and just break it down because if you try and treat it as the whole day as one and like you're just looking at the finish line and you still have four or five hours to go you know it's it, you're in trouble like you need to just oh well, i find for me anyway i just i break it down into 10ks 20ks or whatever and just take those off as you go along and you know once you keep taking them off you will get to the end of them you know yeah yeah because it is yeah and that, that probably is how you have to do it you have to break it down because it mm. it seems like very even i was looking at it earlier like the whole format of it just looking at it and um it looks very overwhelming if you're just to go in and say right we have all this to do it's very hard because like especially when you're absolutely breathing out your arse if you're doing running or your your quads are burning like if you're yeah. thinking geez i have to do running or i have to do swimming after this it just you yeah. kind of have to just think in the next step don't you like you do you do you have to kind of just really compartmentalize each part of it like and, and know that like you know set yourself a milestone and get to that and then just set yourself the next one and get to it because even if you if you come off the you're, you're finished the 180k cycle and you're looking to do a marathon like don't think of it as a marathon just think of it as like 5k just get to the 5k mark see how you're feeling then and, and push on like you know it's um it's the only way i think to, to to do it mentally like just to get through it because you just can't treat the whole thing as one or you'll just you'll overwhelm you yeah do you do you is there much mental preparation that you had to i think do? You're, yeah like i think you're 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 probably train yourself mentally sub like as in subconsciously like you know as in like you know you're getting out on a saturday and you're going for your five hour bike or you're, you're getting up on a sunday and doing your two hour run and stuff like i think all of that is setting you up mentally like to getting like if you get up every every weekend or you're getting up during the week and you're doing all these sessions then it's 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 building that mental strength into you like even unbeknownst to yourself i mean you're going out to train your fitness but like they're hard sessions you're tired from the previous day session you know it's all building up and you prefer to be home in bed or whatever on the couch so you um i think it's just been built into you kind of subconsciously it's not an active um it's not a choice like i'm not going out to do a long run to build my mental strength but i, I know that it's happening kind of in the background that like you're putting all these sessions together it's it's definitely helping you yeah and, yeah and you're not gonna like and lads have this fucking misperception that you're kind of gonna build mental like the only way you build mental strength is by doing tough yeah. stuff like that you know you're, you're not going to do it by oh. shouting mantras in the mirror at yourself oh. like, that's the only way you'll do it like oh you have to just get out and do it like yeah exactly that's the only way you'll do it it's, it's the experience and i suppose the fact then that it, the fact that you're out training and you can see yourself getting a bit fitter and and you're you're able to like you're able to get all the sessions done then it just builds that bit of confidence as well that helps it like you know you know that you can do it in training you know you can do it in the race like yeah and and there's nothing more energizing actually like I don't need to train for like God and stuff, but even doing like the likes of it, like does everyone knows anyone who does any bit of training consistently, like will know that there's always going to be probably one day a week or definitely one day where like every whatever. So probably a lot of days where you don't want to do it, but there's definitely one or two days that you really, really like it actually pains you to try and get out of the bed and go like yeah. and do it. But yeah. when you get over them days, I always remember like the, how energized you feel after. Cause it's like, yeah. I really, you could have stayed in bed like, and you just, yeah. you just, just force yourself. To, and even if you don't do a whole lot, yeah um just like if how energy i just can't it's like yeah. a drug almost like it just is, to actually it, get it done yeah absolutely no i totally agree it's it's um they're the sessions that like you the ones you were dreading and didn't want to do but got done like they're definitely the most satisfying ones 
and the ones that you you know you, you push through and you got you, you nailed it like and whatever after it like it's definitely the most satisfying feeling like hmm. um and like i well i the way i find it like races in some ways are the easy part because like there's the big crowd you've trained for whoever long for there's the crowds around like there's other competitors and stuff like you're you know you're buzzing on the day like and your adrenaline is pushing you through like so in some ways i think that's a little bit easier than you know getting up at five in the morning on a saturday and it's saturday and it's raining and you want to be in bed like and you get out and do your certain training like i think that's harder doing that week day in day out like. personally for me i think i think those are the hard sessions like. whereas the race itself it's not easy obviously but like you know, there's other distractions around you and there's things that are pushing you on and there's an end in sight. Like, you know, you know, when you get the race done, you don't have to get up in the morning and do another one. Like, you know, there's all those things playing into your, into your thinking. Yeah. But, and, and like, there must be some sense of like, or some feeling of satisfaction, like achievement when you get over the finish line of it. Like that must be. Yeah. Huge. Like. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's an unreal feeling, especially like, cause you're putting so many out months training into it that like when you get to that point and you put together a good race and you're like, you come over the finish line and you've done, you've ticked all the boxes that you wanted to do in the race or, you know, and even just getting to the finish line that is just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a big feeling now. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. And what, um, the, I didn't really ask, what, what was your routine like Monday to Monday to Sunday? Yeah. Of, um, when you were training for, we'll say like the main Ironman, like. Yeah. So basically what you're doing then you're kind of, the way I was doing is I you'd be having you'd take Monday off. So you wouldn't you Monday be your rest day or whatever. And you know, you go sauna or whatever if you want, just to kind of ease the muscles and that, have a lie in the morning, that kind of thing. And then Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday, you'd be doing kind of a session first thing in the morning. And then you'd be doing a session, we'll say either at lunchtime or in the evening. So you'd be doing kind of an hour in the morning, an hour and a half. And then another hour at lunchtime or in the evening. And then you kind of be doing a bit of stretching, a bit of weights and stuff. And at, like we say, late in the day, then before you go to bed or whatever. That'd be Monday to Friday. So you're kind of doing two, two to three sessions a day, Monday to Friday. And then Saturday, you'd be doing like your long stuff. Then so you do like your long bike of a Saturday, which you're at the you kind of peaked out at about, I think the longest, the longest cycle it was 200K. Like that was kind of the peak one. And then you do a swim that evening. And then the next day, then you do your long run, which would be about two, I think it worked out about two and a half hour run then the next day. And, and that was it. Like that was kind of the peak. That was the hard, that was, now I would say like, that was the routine all the time. It's just that the duration and the intensity was building up as you went through the plan, you know? So kind of, you're looking at kind of Tuesday to, Tuesday to Sunday and you're kind of talking at in between 15 to 25 hours a week then like, Jeez. it's like a full-time job almost like. yeah basically that's how much time it takes like yeah it is yeah it's a full-time job yeah it's like another job so yeah yeah your actual job. yeah and um what were we gonna say yeah it's 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 mad it's um just the effort that has to go into because like it is like as they say iron man like it's you're not just some lad isn't going to jump off the couch as I said earlier he's not just going to jump off the couch and do an iron man like it's the most extreme yeah. Is, it, is it the hardest thing you've ever done? Like you've obviously had a good bit of experience in all that, like triathlons and yeah, yeah. The Ironman, the toughest thing you've ever done. The, the Ironman would be the toughest. Yeah, it would like. But I suppose it's it's funny. Like it's definitely looking looking back in it, and there's probably points during the race. All right, where you're saying like this is just horrific here now. Like you know, I just and like literally the only thing that kept you going was like the quickest way to finish it was just to keep going. Like you know, yeah. 
Um, so it definitely was the hardest thing. The last race I did there in last October was was the hardest race I've done. Like, um, but like I said, there's there's points in the race where you're not tired or you don't feel wrecked. You know, you're not fucked basically. But it just towards the end of it, it just all accumulates, and then we say, so you know, you're not talking nine or ten hours of being absolutely wrecked. It's just that last hour or two, you're absolutely banjaxed. But that's all you remember, you know. You forget the, the previous seven hours weren't actually that bad. It's just the accumulation. Yeah. Um. What? Um. I forgot to ask you this. Is what? What order does it go in? Does the swim? Is it swim, swim first? Yeah. Swim. So you swim. Swim first. Uh. Cycle then run. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That's probably yeah. That's probably the right way to go. In fairness, it is. Well, I suppose. Look, the most I suppose we call it dangerous, but like the one with the biggest risk is probably the swimming. Like, so it's definitely the one you'd be doing first. You know. You wouldn't like to be sending fellas into the sea or whatever swimming after eight, you know, 10 or 11 hours or whatever, like, you know, and they're totally banjaxed. So yeah, cool. get the swim done when they're fresher and it's the shortest one as well, like, you know. Um, but yeah, that'd be your job. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, it would make sense, I suppose. You couldn't be sending lads in after nine no. hours being fucked. No, like. and it's just, yeah, it'd be, it'd be too dodgy, like. Yeah, and what, wait, so what, what, um, so it takes roughly the average lad it would take nine, ten hours to do this, like no, no, the the average time kind of like there's a cutoff. You you have seventeen hours to do it, like so to be. I think the average would kind of be between we'll say ten and ten to maybe fourteen hours would be the the average. Probably, no, probably eleven to fourteen would be the average kind of time, and then you have we'll say fourteen to seventeen. Then it'd be a fairly big portion, but you know not the most, and then. The, the lower down the times you go then there'd be less and less lads doing it like there wouldn't be like anyone who's doing Ironman under 10 hours is a serious operator you know like they're good they're good athlete like right yeah yeah so, so yeah the av- okay right yeah. so if you if you see anyone doing Ironman under 10 hours that's faster and what's um you don't know like the best ever time by chance do you probably best ever time well actually yeah. it's, it's a funny one that there last year actually it was kind of during lockdown it was kind of Remember this thing um, Kipchoge did, the two-hour yoke, where they said, like, you know, what's the fastest ever time someone could run a marathon? And, and like, they took away, like, you know, it wasn't a race or anything. They literally made the conditions as good as possible for him and to see how fast he could run it. Like, it wasn't an official record or anything like that. He did, he did it under two hours and that. Well, they did a similar thing with triathlon, where they basically set up a, a proper course, had pacers there, had everything there for... Um, and it was the Olympic gold medalist for the triathlon who did it. And he did it in under seven hours. All right. Yeah. Wait, how, did, how did, what, wait, so how did they make the the conditions so ideal that he, your man did the marathon in under two hours? Well, he didn't do the marathon under two hours now, but he, he basically, no, sorry, Kipchoge did the marathon under two hours. He did the marathon, I think, in two hours 30 or whatever, like, but it was just overall, the whole time was under seven, like, so they had a load of fellas with him on the bike kind of pacing him and stuff. And then they had fellas on the swim pacing him and they had a guy running with him, like pacing, like, which you wouldn't have in a race. Yeah. So like, it was kind of an artificial settings for somewhat, but still it was him, it was his own power, like, you know, it was him doing it. Like, so I think, I'm not sure what the record is for the Ironman. It's seven hours, something, seven hours, 20 or seven hours, 10 or something. I'm not sure. Um, It's in the sevens anyway, but he went under seven anyway. Yeah. Like, very, yeah so that's, that's but he they're the pros like they're the lads that are they're another level altogether like 
And how many would how many would he have done now, Iron Iron Man wise? He's only done he's only done maybe two or three because he was doing the shorter stuff. He was doing the Olympic distances, the shorter, faster stuff. Up until he won the where was the last Olympics on? He won the last Olympics anyway, the gold and the triathlon. So he's been kind of moving up to the longer distance now. So he's only done two or three of them. Um, like those lads only kind of do with say two or three a year as most anyway. Like they wouldn't do it's about the most the body could handle, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't have even thought lads would do two or three a year. Like, wouldn't you need like, would you need like nine months preparation for the whole thing? Would you? No, you wouldn't need, I suppose you wouldn't need nine months. No, no. Like, well, the way it works really is that there's like a world championships that are held every October. And so then you have to qualify for that then as well, even if you're pro. So you need to do a race to qualify and then you need to do that race. And they might put in one other race in between that as well, maybe depending on what way they want to do it, like whatever way they're training. So that'd be kind of the most they do. Like, and like you have fellas that will do more, but kind of the average would be three, I'd say for the pros, but like most amateurs, well, like obviously there's exceptions, but most amateurs would be doing one a year, kind of be their thing. Like. Yeah. But it, yeah, but for you to have done five now is a serious, is a serious achievement now. Uh, would you be considered amateur or pro now? I'd be amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I would, I'm only, I'm only training kind of outside of my normal job. Like, so and I won't get paid or anything like that. I wouldn't be in the professional ranks or anything like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be at that level. Like they're another, they're another level altogether. Yeah. Be nice to get paid for, for all the torture though, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it would, yeah. It'd be lovely. Yeah. If anyone's yeah. out there who wants but, to But like you're, but you're not that, would you be that far off them though really like i know obviously they're they are probably a different they're getting paid for it and they're probably of more yeah. higher standard of recovery and all that kind of shit but like you're probably are I, you I, far off them really i'd like i suppose if like in the overall scheme of things it doesn't sound like i'd be far off about an hour hour and a half behind them maybe an hour behind them but in terms of like triathlon an hour uh, is, a, is a lifetime like you know in the space of a race like i'd, I'd never be able to no matter what my prep or my training was, I don't think I'd be able to get to a level where I'd be at the same time as them. You know what I mean? I'd probably bring that hour down a bit, but I wouldn't be anywhere close to to be at that level, you know? Yeah. They're like, they're like, I mean, I suppose what I'm talking about there now is the top fellas, like as in, you know, the top two or 3% in the sport. Like I, I don't, I wouldn't be at their level now. And I don't think I'd ever be able to get to it. But then I suppose the other side of it is, you know, it's, it's a hobby as well. Like, you know, like I, I don't have to train or anything like that you know i have a job and stuff so like it suits me. like them those boys have to do it every day it's their job they have to get up and train every single day whatever like i can take a longer off season if i want or i can go on holidays you know or whatever you know i don't and i can tailor the races to suit myself like and suit my own schedule whereas they need to be training racing all the time just to make money yeah and them boys wouldn't get a whole lot of like they'd obviously probably have their off season as well but they don't no, they wouldn't dictate it themselves, I'm guessing. Like, oh, they'd be oh, kind of slaves to it. They would be slaves to it in some ways because, like, the racing season is quite a short season, really. Like, um, so, like, you know, they have a certain amount of time during the year where they need to be ready for that, like, and they have no real choice other than train and be constantly ready, or else, you know, otherwise they won't be making money from it. And look, I think there's only maybe the top one or two percent of the triathletes would make a decent living, like, the rest of them are really, it's not a, it's not a lucrative sport, you know. Oh, oh! I thought they'd be. I know they wouldn't be making like fucking soccer money, but I would have. Yeah, I would have thought they'd be on an ice. I don't to retire on. We say, you know, like like they they make a living while they're doing it, but like once they pack up racing and stuff, they're still they'd have to go find something else to do. Like you know, they wouldn't have 
enough to to not do anything else you know like it's it's i'll be working till i'm 65 or whatever you know those, those boys will, will be too like just they won't be doing triathlons but they'll have to do something you know yeah yeah like it's working. not they'll be working somehow like now obviously because they have you know, the credentials and stuff they'll be going into coaching and all that kind of stuff so there's avenues for them but definitely it's not a sport where you know that oh, like i said apart from the maybe the top two percent three percent other than that the rest of the lads won't be making wouldn't be making a real big living from it yeah yeah and it's it's such an extreme um sport i've only kind of got into actually like just following a few of the lads who um following a few of them on instagram and looking at a bit of the training like it's such it's such an extreme um yeah form of sport like it's it there doesn't seem i've never like obviously you said it's the toughest thing you've done and you've done a fair bit in fairness to you but like it doesn't see it seems like i don't i can't really see anton at a higher level than that just physically taxing and how much preparation has to go into it yeah i mean i suppose when there is there is longer events you can do like um there's like things called ultra ironmans and stuff which are even longer again but they're very niche like and like they're so long that you nearly need to be a professional approach to training for them like but there is a double there's a there's a there's an ultra ironman which is double everything again in the ironman distance but i think i think once you get to a certain point with a lot of those that racing where like you can know you can only be so physically fit like then at that stage then it's literally just your mental strength like and your stubbornness how long you keep going for you know yeah and even and even that kind of runs out eventually like there's there's only so stubborn you can be as well like if stubbornness can't really work over your preparation like either you know yeah and i suppose the danger because because those events are so long and you need to be doing long training farm the danger is that you overtrain like i mean you know, you can't, if you're training for an event that's, and all these ultra marathons, whatever, like if you're training for an event that's a hundred miles long, like you can't be going out every week doing 70, 80 mile runs. Your just body won't be able to take it. So yeah. like it's kind of, there's a, there's a balance there of being like as physically fit as you can, but within a certain amount of training, like you can't, can't overdo it either. Like, or else you just get injured, you know? And um, the is there like do you have like a plan where you have to peak at a certain time? I'm assuming he's don't just do the same every week. He's obviously kind of oh, building up and stop then taper. Exactly, yeah. So you like you kind of you'd have different times in the season. Like obviously in the off season, you're just kind of maintaining or whatever and, and building a bit of base. But then once you pick your races, you'd you'd build up to that then to peak, and then you just taper off just before it and then race like so. Normally you'd be looking at kind of specifically for a race, a big race, you'd be looking at maybe a 20 week period kind of of specific training for that, where you, you start at one point and you try and you build up into it. So you're talking about 20 weeks, you're talking about five months. All right. But like, obviously you'd build racing and stuff into that. So you'd be doing smaller race or shorter race, I should say. Okay. Right. You're building up gradually. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, when do you think you'll do your next Ironman? I don't know. I'd say it'll be, it won't be any Ironmans this year anyway. Um, I haven't really sat down trying to just uh, look at it year by year. I said after last year and everything that I, I'd kind of make, maybe like pull it back on the distance for a while, maybe do kind of shorter, faster stuff for this year. So no, not on the immediate horizon now. I'll do one again at some point, but when I don't know at the moment, you know. It's, there's a big it's just the time commitment is big like you know it's just to sink all that time into it you need to you need to be in the right headspace for it and i 
just speaking personally, kind of like to have the challenge, like, you know, or like have a goal to work to. So I haven't really thought of what my next goal or you know, part of it is. Like I've, th- I've done the five of them now. I've, I'm happy with the times I've done in them and that. So that kind of goal or target has kind of moved for me now. So it's kind of just about thinking about it and seeing what my next kind of challenge or how, how I'll challenge myself next with it is, you know, and set a set a goal that way. Just haven't, yeah. thought, haven't thought what it is yet. Yeah, yeah, you've bits, you've definitely bits coming in twenty twenty three. Anyway, you'll you'll be yeah. At some point. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to race. I'm racing just. I'll race like the national series and stuff in Ireland, and I'll do I'll do the duathlon national series, triathlon national series, but they'd all be a lot shorter. Like they'd be kind of racing that'd be an hour or two hours long, you know. So yeah. it doesn't. It's you don't need as long. Uh, you don't need as much training volume wise. Just more intensity. So it's kind yeah. of. It's, yeah it's a, it's a different type of race isn't it exactly, exactly yeah yeah so it's a different kind of training like you're training it's, it's definitely not easier training but it's just not as long like you know shorter but it's harder yeah yeah, yeah. um how many the last thing i'll ask is how many ironmans do you i know i'm fucking fixated on doing more ironmans i'm probably a nine at this stage but that's all how many how many do you think you'll if you can predict how many do you think you'd get done before your retirement age ah uh, See, that's that's the thing, I suppose. Like, I mean, the last race I did, there was fellas crossing the finish line in their 70s, like. Oh, really? Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think there was a, there was a woman in her 80s that finished it as well, you know. Yeah. So, like, realistically, you could do one or two a year for the next 30, 40 years if I wanted to. But I, I definitely won't, though, you know. Yeah. Like, there's definitely, there'd be an element of, I suppose, the approach I have to them is that you'd race them hard, like, you know, and you race them as fast as you can, like. So, that's, it takes a lot out of the body like that way and you know you just want to build your recovery and properly and recover properly after it and so you don't want to over overdo it either like so if I, I suppose if i'm racing them i'd race them hard and i wouldn't want to really be doing them otherwise so you're probably looking at maybe another i'd probably five ten years left maybe five years ten years at that point then i, I think I'd, I'd move away and and move away from the intensity side of it and try and you know just maybe make it more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say, I'd say maybe another 10 years of now and I, I'd need to be kind of yeah direction then, like. Oh, geez, yeah, you'll have enough done by then, so that's what, yeah. if you do two a year, that's 20, it's 25 done, like, that's not bad. That's a yeah. fair. Yeah, I wouldn't say I get that many even, like, you know, but, like, I'd say I, I definitely wouldn't be doing any more than that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, fair play, Diana. There's not, there's not, um, there's not, there's not, you're the first person I've ever talked to who's done one of them. So, there's not, there's no one I know around me who's ever done one. Yeah. So, it's, it's a some, it's some achievement, like not to be blowing yeah. smoke up your ass, but it's, a, it's, it's some oh, work, like I can it, imagine. It is a lot of work going into it. Like, so say, like when you do cross the finish line or whatever, and you do put a good race together or get where your, what your goal was and you've achieved it, like it's very satisfying, very satisfying. But it's definitely coming more popular because, when I started, there was no Ironman race in Ireland. Like, there was no official Ironman race. There's the Ironman distance ones. But even now, there's only two or three in Ireland, like. But there was, ne- there was never any up until a few years ago. There was one in Clarny. Um, and it was more kind of a smaller event, like. It's kind of like a self-supported race, nearly, like. So, and that comes with its own challenges. Like, that was a tough race. That was a ring of Kerry and running around the National Park, like. So, but you'd only have maybe 40 or 50 lads doing it. So like it was, it was uh, it wasn't as popular 
but like they have the big Ironman branded race now down in Yall every year like and there's thousands down it like is, is that where the official or is there like two or three in the country or how many is there there's, there's one of like I suppose it's a funny one really because it's it's the Ironman distance so like there's official Ironman races I say which are branded by Ironman but then there's other races doing that distance but they're not official Ironman races but it's the same distance like doesn't make it any harder or easier like you know if it's an Ironman or not if it's in its official race or not yeah say like in many ways doing that race down in Kerry like is a lot harder because there's no aid stations or anything like that to help you really on the bike and you're on your own effectively from the start to the end and, you know and there's not a many you don't see many other competitors or spectators to kind of you know give you that bit of a lift so like it'd be tough it could be a tough it's a tough race that one like whereas the one down in y'all there's thousands watching it there's thousands doing it like there's a bit of a buzz around with it like there's that kind of adrenaline that you're feeding off um but they'd be the I'm probably I'm open to be corrected there on that one now, but they're the only two that are swinging to my mind now that are the full distance in Ireland. Oh, I would have thought to be something in Dublin. I would have just expected yeah. that was the first place. They used to do a half Ironman distance in Dublin, and they did it out of Dunleary and they did it in the Phoenix Park for a few years. But I see with these races, you kind of if there's a lot of people in a race, you need to close roads and that kind of thing. So they find it, they find it hard to get the road closures in the bigger cities and that that's why it's in y'all i think it's kind of more kind of a rural setting like it's easier to close the roads than that yeah yeah that's true actually um, um yeah, sure. yeah dublin would be would be a good spot it's just that it's it's where you do the bike and that kind of thing like you know there's probably a lot of logistics that they'd have to get over to to get a race in dublin that size like yeah and closing the road in dublin would would not be the same as closing the road in y'all like that's exactly. causing fucking hassle yeah, like absolute mayhem like you know yourself like and like you do anything in a road in Dublin, like it'll cause even on a Sunday, roads are busy in Dublin, like. Yeah, there's nearly no day you could do it. Like you'd want oh. a day where just everyone is out of the country, like since that's yeah. not obviously gonna happen. So yeah. So it's exactly. hard to know. Yeah, so that's why the rural ones would be kind of they're just easier to get to get to get the closures and the, the logistics and stuff. Mm. Um yeah, sure. I suppose we'll leave it there. I've nearly asked everything I could ask you. Um have you anything, anything else you want oh. to say to finish? Oh, it off? No. thanks, thanks for the for the for the invite. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. Um, so hopefully I've I've answered a few questions anyway. And, um, best to look with the podcast and stuff. Like it's great to see people out doing putting kind of material together and that. Like you know, needs to be more of it. Yeah, you should start some. You should start one yourself. I know. Yeah, a lot of training and that. Not the yeah, time. Yeah, you might you might get paid for it. You never know. You can make money out of this. Yeah, is it a lucrative thing or is this our? Uh, not for me now. I I get fuck all listens. But no, you could like if if you get a good kind of niche. Like, yeah. would you have a good niche like, and you'd have something to talk about as well? Yeah, I only talk shite. Like, you'd actually have something to talk about. <laughs> so, you never I know. Have right? shite as well, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's part of it. You have to. Yeah, have yeah. To talk shite. Yeah. So um. Oh, no, it's good though. No fair play. Yeah, keep it up. The keep the keep them coming. Keep the, keep the episodes coming. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Best of luck with your stuff as well. Doing no. proper stuff. Oh, grand. No, thanks. Thanks for the thanks for the call. No bother. Sure. Look, I'll, I'll leave it there and then I'll let you off. No, thanks for that. No bother. Sound like. Found a kill bus.